welcome to this very special episode of the Matcha Diaries. And we've got a very special guest here with us today. And Amy, for those who might not know you of our listeners, could you give them a quick intro to who you are, where you're from, like whatever you want to say about you, kind of elevator pitch. <laughs> um, so I'm Amy. I UAL.art on Instagram and I'm an artist <laughs> um, and I'm at uni right now going to um, an art uni studying illustration and yeah I just make <laughs> art <laughs> that kind of I guess is quite delicate and sensitive using poetry and things like that I like to make kind of yeah visually um sensitive pieces of work and that is me <laughs> love that I was just gonna ask how you decided on choosing your Instagram name so <laughs> so my name is like Amy Louise so like my my dad used to always call me Amy Lou and my like personal Instagram username is Amy oh. Lou but backwards so spelled backwards that is U-O-L-Y-M-A and when I was making my art account I was just like oh it might be cool if they matched I, <laughs> I had no ideas because I'm very bad at usernames so I was like okay let me try like U-O-L art but that was taken so <laughs> So I was like, let me just put wow. a full stop in there. <laughs> and it it became that. Um and I didn't I didn't I don't really like it, <laughs> but I'm used to it now. Like I don't want I don't want to change it, so I'm just I'm leaving it as it is. Yeah, I totally get that. that <laughs> like if you change it, it's just it's gonna feel completely different. Because I do think an Instagram name has so much Yeah, it's mm-hmm. like a brand in itself, isn't it? Mm. I don't, yeah, because I don't know if you know this um, about the Matcha Diaries, but we used to be called Matcha Moments, which we cringe at so much now. <laughs> That's cute, though. At the time when we started, we were like, wow, We also thought name. it was cute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we thought we were geniuses with that alliteration, you know. Um, but yeah, we actually got approached by a brand who messaged us being like, sorry, you can't use this name because it's patented. So... At the time, it was like, oh my gosh, like we were really upset. <laughs> How dare they? <laughs> but now we're a lot happier with our name. I feel like it's just like the perfect, like the perfect example of sometimes, like things that appear negative can actually be like redirection into like a better, a yeah. Better way. And you just get used to it eventually. Like it might feel weird for a bit, but then you just get used to it. We wanted to know about your art story in general like how you started with art were you always passionate with art or was it something that you've only recently gotten into how you came to choose art as your degree I think I was first kind of interested in art in primary school but I was never I was never (laughs) good at it um in in like year six um we'd started doing a lot more art lessons and I was like oh like I really like this but I was never like pursuing it because I I wasn't that good um and yeah so when we went into like secondary again like I enjoyed the lessons whatever but it was only like when I got to year nine um I decided to do it for GCSE and like throughout the summer they were doing these like pre GCSE art classes to like kind of you know help bump up your skills before you started and stuff and so I went to those and I was sitting there and I was like what am I doing because I just can't draw um so like even year 10 I was going through it because I could not you know looking at the people I mean this is like where it all starts like comparing Mm. yourself to like other artists and stuff 
I was like, look, I can't, I can't do this. Like, what am I doing here? Because I can't draw. Um, and at the time, like, I didn't really realise, you know, it's like, I, I can't, I'm not going to be able to, like, draw for a year and, you know, be perfect. That's not how it yeah. works. So I think kind of the first time I was thinking, actually, maybe art is a direction I want to go in was, like, year 11. Over the summer, like, from year 10 to year 11, I worked really hard on kind of my portfolio and things like that, which was kind of the boost I needed to kind of bump up my skills and progress, finally, with kind of, yeah, my technical art skills. And, yeah, year 11, I kind of was the first time I kind of found my love for painting and kind of fine art painting is really like my roots of my little my very small journey (laughs) and so yeah for my GCSE I ended up what did I I got an eight they just changed to the number grading so um, I have no idea I'm not from the UK (laughs) this tells me nothing um it's like it's an A, I think, but it was a bit weird. But anyway, so yeah, so I ended up doing. Hold on, anyways. <laughs> I chose to do it for A level as well, but at the time I was like, "Look, I'm gonna do French at uni, so I, I need to do like two academic subjects because they're not gonna accept me. Like, oh, it's just my little fun thing that I'm doing on the side." And first year of A level, we barely did any work because it didn't count. Our course was like. Only the, only the second year counted. So I was just, I mean, I just carried on with my painting. Um, I kind of got really obsessed with portraiture, which was a good kind of point for me to learn more about anatomy, which I think is like a key thing to learn. And year two, I decided actually, well, I decided <laughs> in January of 2020 that I was like, no, that's a lie actually, 20 of 2019, I wanted to do art and Around that time, I started my Instagram as well. I had no, no, no idea what to post. I had nothing to post because I was doing my A-levels. Um, I had these things from GCSE and from the summers and things like that. They were all paintings. And I don't know, I started posting bits and bobs here and there, like from my A-level work. And all of it was fine art like portraiture my instagram was not going well because i would post like once every three months (laughs) so when it came um to lockdown actually maybe it was 2020 (laughs) my my time my time my time frame is almost up honestly i have no idea even what year it is today so it's so confusing so it was 2020 actually (laughs) now that i think about it yeah, because we went into lockdown and that was when I decided I was going to like focus in on my Instagram. Um, I really wanted to grow a little following just so I had like some motivation mm. and so that I could kind of have just have a, I wanted to have a little community where um, I could like talk to other artists and friends and like feel inspired by their work, you know, have that kind of like mutual back and forth going and so I started posting these kind of like journaly collage sort of things which were super super quick for me to make so I was posting like every day maybe that's mad how do you Um, make them so so back then um (laughs) it was all like traditional collage it was literally I have I actually have a dazed magazine subscription and so every few months I get um a magazine and those that's what oh, I use so to cool. create my text 
or cut out images and stuff like that. I'm gonna have to scroll all the way back to like find those. Oh. I'm so intrigued. It's honestly, it's not the worst. <laughs> um, so yeah, I was definitely in a little collage phase back then. Um, and I gradually kind of was meeting more people on Instagram and became friends with people and we were all sharing each other's work, which was so just lovely and mm. fun. And that was kind of what helped me start to grow a little bit. And yeah, I started to kind of really develop my personal work, which is what I needed before I came to university because I'd always done painting and I didn't have what I felt was like my true style. Yeah. And I started doing digital work. And then it was this kind of question of how do I make my digital work look traditional? Because that is what felt right to me, but I wanted to work digitally so that I could have more skills um, and kind of, yeah, I wanted to start learning about other programs and things that I could use. And also kind of collaging digitally is so fun because you can just keep moving, keep moving um, and kind of change the blend modes and things like that. There's so much you can do, but at the same time, I, I like the kind of texture of the paper and things like that that you get with traditional work. So at this point was when I started to kind of hone in on my personal style. Um, and if you look at my Instagram, it's like a very sudden change, <laughs> I think. Um, I, I, yeah, I kind of had no idea what I was doing at the start. But then like obviously over time it grew and I kind of found this sort of color palette that I enjoy, which is like all the green. We love. And, like, maybe a little bit of red. <laughs> We're I just love that color palette because in all of my work, I love to have that kind of serene, kind of gentle, like comforting feeling. Um, and for me, that comes through with the color yeah. palette as well as kind of the little mo motifs I like to include. My little like uh, overly shapes, my little flowy lines and things like that. Um, and yeah, for a while I was kind of thinking to myself, okay, now I'm going to do an illustration degree. I need to learn how to illustrate people digitally because I knew how to paint them, but I couldn't, I couldn't draw people, um, in a way that was illustrative, illustrative. <laughs> um, <laughs> and at that point I was thinking, okay, now I've got to do this, but I was so scared because I felt as though I was stuck in this one kind of style on my Instagram. And I mean, something that I'm kind of working through now as well is that I don't want the idea of the people who follow me to kind of be in control of the things that I mm. post because I feel that way I'm never gonna keep growing. And I'm like, I mean, I'm 19. I'm almost turning 20 Aww. next week. Yay. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Yay. That's exciting. Yay. Um, but I have like, you know, I'm in my first year of uni as well. So there's so much to go and I don't want to feel constrained yeah. at this point when it's like still just the beginning. Um, so that's what I'm really trying to do now is continue to kind of branch out. And it is hard. Like I get in a lot of art slumps and I don't post for maybe a month and I come back and then mm -hmm. I post and it doesn't do as well and I'm thinking great <laughs> I don't know what to do now 
but I'm trying to kind of disconnect from that and disconnect from looking at likes and things like that that is solely through the platform of Instagram but that doesn't relate to kind of yeah, the quality exactly. of and worth yeah. of my art so it's literally just like a lot of the times it's just the algorithm no, think... if like you haven't been you know posting for a lot of the time or something mm. and I guess art in general is so subjective isn't it mm. so I guess it's like going into that knowing that some whether not to be like harsh but like whether we like it or not sometimes people mm. won't like the art that we create just because that's just not what appeals to their eyes Mm. oh well my dad is an artist and he always says that in his opinion like you know good art will also like inspire emotions or like don't afraid to be like controversial or like you know it could be you know some people might hate it or some people might love it but like you just need to do what feels right Mm. to you and what like fuels your passion sort of thing so I think even if you know what you were saying about like changing you know just because you're now doing sort of one style of work doesn't mean that you can't still like evolve. And it doesn't mean like, I think you don't have to be afraid that like your audience, I'm sure will like grow and evolve with you. Yeah. Yeah, and it's so like, when you make something that feels kind of true to you and something you want to make, that Mm. comes through in the final piece as well. So it's kind of, I know that if I like stayed where I am and continued kind of making the same thing with the same routine of making it that I always do I'll get so bored and like it would just gradually like decrease in kind of quality because it would be so bad because <laughs> I wasn't enjoying it yeah there's no like inspiration going into mm. it so it's yeah At the very beginning, you were talking about, like, when you were in school, kind of, I guess, like, feeling away, like, imposter syndrome, like, looking at other people, right, in the class and being like, oh, you didn't feel like you were good enough sort of thing. How do you feel like you, like, overcame that? Or do you feel like sometimes you, like, still have that at uni? Because I'm sure you're, like, with a lot of people in your course. I don't know. What do you tell yourself maybe in, like, moments where you do compare yourself to other people? Mm. I think, I mean, even when I did my foundation as well, I was still comparing myself I think over the summer focusing in and really finding my own style was what kind of helped me to fight that imposter syndrome a little bit because I realized I'm I only draw this way Mm. like I can't draw how that person draws there's like how am I ever gonna be the same as them I can't and definitely since coming to uni as well like we have our life drawing classes and our teacher is amazing and he he always says like Um, don't worry about making things look a certain way and don't look at like your other peers work because how you draw is how you draw and it's it should be intuitive and it should be kind of from the heart I think I still feel I mean we do various projects at the moment we're doing a book cover project which is something that I mean I do do commissions for book covers so I've done it but only for kind of poetry and things like that um (laughs) But for this, none of the options were poetry. And I mean, all my I'm looking at all my friends' work and I'm like, guys, how are you <laughs> doing this? Because I, I just can't, my style doesn't fit the tone of the style of book. So then I'm thinking, okay, but why can my friend do it? I think it's kind of just like the constant in your mind. You have to just keep reminding yourself that you, you can't do everything and like I said, like, it's your style and you should kind of take that and, like, do everything you can with it. Yeah, and how are you handling that? Because you just said that, like, 
they give you like the book projects and things like that mm. um and i feel like i can imagine that that can feel restrictive like you want to do things your own way but you're being told that you can't do it so how does that affect i guess mm. your journey in your first year i i came into uni knowing that i wasn't going to enjoy every single project and i mean that has happened <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time like <laughs> it is only first year and um there are so many things we're learning like part of my course is also animation so we have all of these we we've done so many projects already and they're only two three weeks long so I mean this project's finishing tomorrow so I mean I kind of have if I'm not enjoying a project I have that security of knowing I've only got to last like another week or two weeks and I know that even if I'm not blending well with it or you know I'm really not enjoying it there are certain challenges that I'm going to face and like each little thing in the long run will help me grow and I just kind of remind myself that when I'm not having a good time <laughs> I guess that's kind of like a good lesson in life isn't it like even the bad times are always going to be like temporary I don't know like everything passes um I also like what you you said that like obviously you blend like poetry into your work and I was wondering like how that came about like how how calm I don't know do you is that like just something that like you enjoy to like read and feel inspired by and your personal life or back when I started the account I was really into reading poetry and when I was kind of going through my collage phase I was it was a way for me to I'm not even sure actually (laughs) (laughs) but I just thought it's nice to kind of have an image that reflects the Mm. words and I was always using kind of collage text in my sketchbook for my A-level work and things like that. So I, I wanted to kind of use that in my personal work, but, and I thought, let let me use poetry. I'm not really sure how it came about, but I think because I resonated with these words, then I want to put them down and then respond yeah. to them through mm-hmm. the image. Um, and it, it made sense at the time to do it with my collage because I was already tearing up this magazine then I was using the words as well but now I'm not really sure how it progressed into the style that I have now but I think I mean I really like it um <laughs> and like I said like it's just the most important thing for me to respond to poems or, or lyrics as well that I often use in kind of visual form and have them kind of resonate together mm-hmm. on an image <laughs> for other people to see that's kind of what I like about yeah, it. yeah I love it do you feel like it's often kind of reflective of the current like mood or emotions that you're feeling or is it mostly like random it is usually kind of reflective of me like all the songs I use especially are from artists that I love and I'm Mm. probably listening to that song Mm. whilst I'm making it it's usually from songs that I'm you know I'm listening to at the time or like poetry wise I find something often if I'm using poetry I will find the poem afterwards which is a bit counterintuitive (laughs) but (laughs) I always kind of scroll through and find something that resonates with how I'm feeling and how I think the image is going as well but I think it's definitely related to my mood on the day and 
a kind of mood that I've evoked in the image that I've made as well. Would you say you use some of your own words sometimes? Or is it always from other creators? No, I do use, I do use my own words sometimes. It used to be more than now. I'm not sure why I've gotten worse at thinking of things to say. I used to be, I used to write a lot and yeah, but now I, for some reason I can't do that anymore. So, so I, I still, I still post, some of my posts still have my mm. own words, um, but not as frequent as they used to be. Do you feel less vulnerable in your art than with like in as in your visual art than with your words or does it both feel the same to you i guess if i use my words it feels more direct mm. and i think like reading the words you think okay this this person's feeling this way which is quite vulnerable whereas like obviously through image you kind of have to dissect it yourself and see what's going on so i guess it feels a bit more protected that way because there are so many layers that you kind of have to delve into to see yeah, that makes so much sense. So I guess like also as like your platform has grown, I'm sure it like feels scarier than to put like your words out there and online for so many people to see. And then I guess like know how you're feeling. Yeah. And at the beginning as well, my my gran messaged me and she was like, would you like to do some happy posts <laughs> now? Because all of your posts are really sad. I was Aww. like, yeah. <laughs> so from then I kind of realised, oh yeah, people actually read this, <laughs> <laughs> read the words that I put on there. Um, I try to kind of, I guess I do try to kind of disconnect and think people are also resonating with my personal kind of feelings yeah. that I put into my art. And that's the reason why I think so many people have kind of, um, yeah, like taken a liking to it. And I'm glad that I can kind of connect to people that way as well. I think it does more good than harm to me, really. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say, I think we we always need more people that are more vulnerable online and, like, can toe that side, especially when, so, like, social media in general can seem so fake um, with every everybody just putting the positive side of things. So um, I think it's really great. Even I mean, not to counter <laughs> your grandma, <laughs> but... <laughs> Yeah, and I, I know you were saying that sometimes you go like a month or so without posting and stuff. So would you say you do specific actions when you do have these creative blocks? Or is it is it just a case of taking the time out to like re-inspire yourself? Mm. It's kind of different every time, which is annoying. Recently, I had an art <laughs> block where I was trying so hard to get out of it. And I was drawing and nothing was coming together which just happens sometimes and I guess like being at uni now as well like I do have less time to focus on things for myself but what what I used to do was I would go on Pinterest and I would look at artists that I love and gain inspiration so that then I kind of had more motivation to draw myself and I would just draw literally anything and then afterwards see if I could pull things together but recently that doesn't even work anymore. So I kind of just sit and hope that magically it's gonna get mm -hmm. a bit better. And it did. And I managed to make one thing that I liked. And now I'm back into the swing again, but it is different every time, which is really annoying. Yeah, but I think that's completely completely normal as well. Like we go through these phases as well with when we have creati mm. creativity blocks with the podcast. And sometimes it's a case of like sitting down and brainstorming with each other. But then in other times, it's just Leo randomly being on a walk. And being <laughs> like, ah, okay, let me quickly voice note Carl because like this idea came to my head. 
or me randomly whatsapping and just saying okay let's do this and then that just being like a decent idea you don't always need to have like a, a an answer yeah um, or a way to do things i don't think it must be hard as well because like i guess as an artist you're i don't know i feel like it, i can imagine it to be like quite like a solitary work because it's like you your mind i don't know your pen whether it's digital or in real life and like the ideas that like you have in your head do you feel like you ever struggle with like being i know that you posted on instagram about like something about like you not liking your work or something like do you feel like you ever struggle with like just being too hard or like too critical of yourself yeah I've always been such a perfectionist with my Mm. work and which kind of came from my painting because I used to be like it has to look exactly like my reference and I think because it's so deeply ingrained in kind of the way that I was thinking I now I am I think that's why I struggle to get out of art blocks as well because I'm I want to make something I truly truly like and that doesn't happen every single time. I could put, I mean I've made things and they've come together but I they don't have something like something's missing um which I think just comes from my kind of perfectionism and kind of self-critical thoughts because really there's nothing wrong with them but I just don't like them for some reason. <laughs> and it is hard but <laughs> I kind of just fight through it's not yeah I just keep making and I'll eventually make something that I like so I just hold on to that (laughs) that's so cool I know that you like you run a digital uh, print store on Etsy which is super cute and we wanted to know like how you got into that and like how you decided to start that because it seems like a really like cool side hustle and now you were Mm. saying that you were also doing like commissions for book covers like that that sounds like a whole different (laughs) side hustle I don't know sounds very interesting that Etsy kind of started I'm not sure how long ago but people were messaging me and saying like can we get prints and I was like, yeah, I don't know. Like, I didn't know how it works. <laughs> um, and so over the summer, I think it was over summer, I made physical prints and sold those. When I came to uni, I just didn't have the time. So I was thinking, let me do digital instead. If this is something that people would want, like, obviously it means you print it out yourself. Um, and... Yeah, I mean, it's quite easy. You just kind of upload the file. And then when they pay, they get the file and they obviously print it themselves. It's something that, obviously, it's not like steady income. And whilst I'm at uni, it's something, it's nice to have as a little side hustle. Mm. Um, These have these little pockets of money. Um, But at the same time, it's kind of just something that I had there if people wanted it. Like, I'm not kind of like, please buy my prints <laughs> I'm kind of just give like give me money <laughs> give me money um for the people who want it I'm just like here it is um and I do want to kind of I'm kind of itching to open up my Etsy store properly again and like sell physical things because I keep seeing all of my friends do it and I'm like I want to do it so bad <laughs> but I just don't have the time right now, so Mm. maybe in the future, I'm not sure, but yeah. 
That's really cool though. I can imagine that's really hard to do. Yeah. Also speaking of like the, you know, Etsy store and like maybe more longer term ambitions, do you, I feel like this is like the shittest question to ask anybody like in the early 20s <laughs> or like, I mean, you're even younger, but like, do you have sort of like a, a more like shorter, longer term vision? You know, I'm not going to say long, long term vision of like where you would like your career to go or like where you'd like your illustration degree to take you. I mean, I'm not entirely sure. <laughs> and there are so many things that I could do. At the mm. moment, I'm kind of leaning towards, I would like to kind of freelance and do kind of animation work. Um, all of the animation we do at uni is 2D um, drawn animation. So yeah, I would like to do that sort of thing. And I mean, doing kind of poetry book covers, things like that is something that I do enjoy and it is it's really fun um yeah so maybe <laughs> I hopefully would be able to kind of get commission for things like that um but overall I'm not really sure I know that I would quite like to have the security of working within a company but at the same time I wouldn't have creative freedom that way so mm. I'm not sure I'm just gonna see what happens kind of over kind of end of second and third year see kind of what my lecturers tell me as well what would be a good uh, path for me to take yeah yeah because I'm sure they'll advise you as well mm. um this might be a super silly question um but since you're so into like digital art I was just wondering if you've ever considered doing nfts because that is so in right now or like have people have people at your uni talked about this because obviously people are getting so rich selling digital mm. prints mm. online so I was just wondering is that like something you and your friends talk about because I... I can imagine it's such a new and upcoming <laughs> thing yeah, like, I, I see people doing it, and I'm like, oh, I, I I just think that it doesn't align with my kind of ethical views, and I don't want to, yeah, you know, like, go against that. I don't know, I haven't... Yeah, um, no, that makes sense. I mean, I haven't, we haven't spoken about any of it, like, at uni or at all, really. I just, I've only ever seen it on, like, social media and things. It's interesting. I would have I would have expected them to talk about yeah, it. Yeah, same. Because yeah. it's it's the same kind of idea as like having like the original print of a Mona Lisa and then like having copies of it. So yeah. I, I thought it might be something that would be of conversation, but I guess not. <laughs> That's so interesting though that you were saying that it like goes against your ethical values. Like could you talk us through what your sort of ethical viewpoints are when it comes to like art? I mean, with NFTs, I just think that it's kind of like, why would I knowingly sell this knowing that it's going to, in effect, harm the environment and harm, I mean, just the world in general, and then like live with that guilt? <laughs> like, what? <laughs> I don't know why people do it apart from if they want money. Um, so I guess that just comes back to capitalism, yeah. which is lovely. <laughs> <laughs> we love capitalism yeah <laughs> I have another question about like your degree and mm -hmm. I don't know like your family background and anything like that but did you like ever worry about studying so creative or did you get ever get like any pushback for example from your family when you said that you were gonna go into this sort of field because I can imagine like some parents are just like worried about like oh is that gonna be like a, a safe career or whatever the concerns may be. Mm. Originally I was going to study French and my family, my grandparents were so happy with that. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was sprung it on them and I was like, actually, I think I do want to do art. 
And my parents' concern was more kind of what jobs can you get with mm. that? They kind of thought it was kind of, mm-hmm. you know, be an art teacher. And so we went to kind of look around unis and stuff, which really kind of opened my mum's eyes. And, you know, we were doing a lot of the places we were going the talks were very kind of career orientated and that was what kind of changed my mum's point of view and opened her up to the idea of like me actually doing um, a creative subject at university. My kind of grandparents were still kind of like, mm, not too sure about this, <laughs> but she did eventually <laughs> kind of persuade them. We showed them, I mean, you know, like you in this room, everything here has been designed by someone like, everything Mm -hmm. and every part of your life has been created by an artist so there is so many kind of career opportunities that you could go into that was their main concern really and they kind of thought you know you've just got to do what is right for you and what you will kind of enjoy because there's no point like you know slogging over something that's just you're not even going to enjoy yeah that's so true do you have any advice for like people who might be in the same shoes as you like maybe like you know, d- <laughs> deciding on whether you know they should go down that path or not or like because I feel like it no matter what age you are I feel like you could be stuck in a position where like you feel like you want to do something creative or like go down that path but it might like feel scary or like unsafe if you have the opportunity to kind of test it out a bit as much as you can so like for example I did um, a foundation art diploma as well which is what you do kind of before first year of uni Mm. that can be a year where you get to experiment a bit you can do it and then go off and do um an academic subject university it's just a year where you get to completely do whatever you want essentially for me that was what helped me decide if to do illustration if you have the opportunity to do something like that that will definitely let you know if you want to do a creative subject or not. If you don't have that opportunity, I think the only thing you can kind of do is like talk to your teachers and kind of say, like, do you think that I should do this? I think ultimately, you know, really, like in your heart, what you would rather do. But I guess it is kind of like heart against like your mind, like, is it better for me to do this? Which is something you can never kind of find the answer to. But I think if you do have the opportunity to test out, um, test both options, then you kind of have a bit more solidity in your choice. I do think it's such a tough question though. Because also everybody's family situations are different. I guess you're Mm, also lucky that like your family was super supportive with it. I know I almost had the opposite problem. I originally intended to do drama at university and I was like told my parents and my mom was so excited about it because my my parents are both in like creative fields and then and then I was like actually I want to study marketing and then my mom was like what are you sure like that sounds so boring like why would you want to go into business and I mean obviously now they're like proud of what I'm doing and stuff but I think (laughs) I think they would have been much more comfortable with the idea of me going into like a creative subject. But then I feel like most parents would probably That's be the so opposite. Funny. Yeah. See, this is the thing with like culture, isn't mm. it? It's insane though, like how mm. how big of a difference culture can yeah. make in terms of like acceptance of yeah. creative versus like typical standard, I don't know, engineering 
being a doctor all those which my culture is very heavily like that's what you should do yeah like marketing for me was it was a stretch that was like okay you're still <laughs> not disappointing the family but <laughs> you're an odd one <laughs> true because both of your sisters do something with science i guess they then went yeah i'm like the creative one but i'm still doing business which is quite funny that's mad <laughs> Have you had to do exhibitions yet? Like where you show your work? Because I had a friend at uni that did art and she would always invite us like at the end of the year or like after the first term to her exhibitions. And I, I'm so I want to know, first of all, have you had to do that? And secondly, if you did, which is going to be redundant if you haven't. Um, but I guess what are you what are your thoughts on? Because um, I guess when you're putting putting your stuff online, you can't immediately see people's reactions or like you're not put on the spot when you see other people looking at your things whereas with with exhibitions i feel like it's literally you just putting yourself out there and having to witness people i guess judging your work right in front of your face um so how do you find that if you had experienced that before so far at uni we've had one exhibition which was for our zine project so i guess with that it was because it was a group project it wasn't as so like hard hitting <laughs> but when we when i did my foundation we had our end of year um, exhibition. So that was kind of all on me because it was obviously just my work. Um, mm. And it was, I mean, it wasn't very big, so I didn't get much reaction in general, <laughs> but it's so fun to just, I think for me, like I don't really mind because if they do have criticism, I kind of want to know because I'm interested in like how whatever I've made has translated to them what they've taken from it and then hearing yeah like what criticism criticism they had anything like that because then obviously then I can use that to kind of move forward um yeah like I know as well at uni we have had reviews which have been on our work so then I've had people judging my work I mean it's the same thing like some people criticize but then I'm using that to move on to the next project as mm -hmm. well. So I don't tend to take it too hard. So it's all right. <laughs> that's so good. That's good. I think that's a really good approach to have. Like, I don't feel like a lot of people have yeah. that with like criticism, especially if it's something like so personal. Yeah, exactly. I wanted to ask a juicy question though, like whether you've had a piece of criticism that maybe you did take to heart or like, is there like one thing someone has said about your art that maybe stood out and like kind of you take it with you to this day? <laughs> There's one very random thing, which um, <laughs> on <laughs> on one of my posts, it's the one, I don't know if you know it, but it's, it's quite old. It was my first post that kind of like a lot of people saw and it's kind of a comic and it's like full red panels and it says it's okay to not have a dream. And people always repost that and I read the comments and they're all like, this is so wrong like you have to have a dream all of this and I'm like whoa <laughs> but for me I'm Calm like down. <laughs> I take that to heart because I'm like any words or anything that I put on my work I'm like I'm telling you this is kind of a little part of me and mm -hmm. then for them to be like this is completely wrong um I'm just like okay <laughs> whereas I think with when it's something that's only visual that's completely subjective I get yeah. I guess that is the same with words but I'm not sure why having 
people disagreeing with the written stuff hits me harder. Yeah, I'm not not too sure. I get that though. That's so interesting. I guess that's maybe also. I don't know if this is true. Maybe I'm spitballing stupid stuff here, but maybe you feel more confident in like your visual work as well, because like you've built that up more and like the confidence, and you know mm. you've had different feedback from different people, whereas maybe the writing is like a bit more personal yeah. still. I guess so. Then like more like easier to be attacked, but I feel like that that's like the problem with the internet as well, right? People will. It's almost. I feel like if you're gonna be producing something that like has wide reach and clearly that means that like it resonated with a lot of people if they reposted yeah. it, it's then automatically gonna mean that it's gonna have that other side of the coin as well. That the, like yeah. with the, with everything good comes the bad as well. So if you've got a lot of people <laughs> loving it, then you're gonna have some random haters like not liking it. And people on the internet just feel like they have to express every single opinion they have. <laughs> as if like the creator yeah. wouldn't see it and has no feelings, so. <laughs> laughs in pain though <laughs> experiences heartbreak while you're saying this no i mean i feel like thankfully we're adjusting to it yeah but thankfully our podcast you know our, our platform at least on instagram isn't that big yet so i feel like we haven't experienced that to massive extents mm. but what, what can you hate about a podcast though like oh god i feel like you can hate so much <laughs> it yeah because people can pick anything you say like you could say something one way and they'll just take it it's really like molly may the wrong have way have you seen like her podcast interview blow up oh i haven't seen it but i've seen like like kind of memes of it okay oh uh, Maybe this is controversial, but I'd actually... Cara, we haven't talked about this yet. Like, what are your guys' opinions on this, on Molly May's statement? I think it's hard to look at one snippet and judge someone from it. Yeah. Because everyone's just blowing up that bit. And they're like, she's not even acknowledging, like, people's backgrounds and things. But actually, in the next clip, she does say, like, I understand that people have different contexts, financial backgrounds that do affect... She does say that, but people are not acknowledging it. But I do think she does say it. Um... I'm saying maybe from like a PR, like, uh, not is PR? Yeah, from a PR point of view, she could have been a bit more like humble about it rather than going out and just being like, yeah, everyone can do this if you (laughs) wanted to. Like maybe understanding that some people have things in their life that are going on that it can't be, it's not this easy for everyone. And like acknowledging that while still not disregarding your own growth and like how much you've done. Yeah. Amy, what's your thoughts? (laughs) (laughs) I'm just interested. I didn't know about the other the part she said after the clip so my thoughts were kind of like why why would you even say that when you you know it's not mm. like you can go around to every single person ever and be like what are you doing with your life so I was really like kind of against what she said but then knowing that she said afterwards then that different people have different backgrounds then I do kind of agree with Cara with everything that you said yeah it's so hard isn't it like I because I don't know her and I feel like it's I would never want to judge somebody based on like you know a snippet that I see Mm. from them on the internet but I think it's really interesting how I don't know I feel like there's so many different sides to it of like I think there is a degree of privilege if you're a white pretty middle class woman yeah exactly completely who went who obviously built her platform and not everybody's done that so nobody's discrediting her hard work, but then she went on a reality TV show which blew her up. And then obviously she managed to build her brand more than like other people on that reality TV show have. Yeah. But I think it's like, yeah, I feel like it's- She definitely needs yeah. to acknowledge her privilege. In that yeah. yeah, I think, and I feel like who does that really well is like Grace Beverly, who, you know, obviously nobody would ever say that like, she's not worked hard for her work and everything like that. 
um, or for the success that she's had or that she's not an incredible businesswoman. But I think it's actually helpful to just realize and like be grateful and just acknowledge like what's also just helped you be where you are. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I don't want to defend her, but I also think it's really hard because she was in like a business podcast. So obviously the whole point of that conversation mm, was like motivational. She was there to motivate people to feel like they could do whatever they want to do. And I think that was maybe when you're in that li- little bubble and you feel like you're just talking to one person. Like when I have conversations with you, Leo, and I talk about my own life, I don't feel the need to tell you. Yeah. But keep in mind, I come from a privileged place. and I So I think it's like re- realizing that the context of the conversation does matter and she can't address every single situation. Like, yeah. yeah. You know, there's always going to be something she doesn't say that could be said, if that makes sense. Yeah, that's so true. Wow, why am I so passionate about this? I don't it's know. It's so interesting. And <laughs> one thing that I know, I don't know why I'm going on this tangent, but... Yeah, why are we talking about <laughs> Only one more thing I want to say is I know that, like, the guy who hosts the podcast uh, posted on Twitter about, you know, that he's had multiple male guests saying exactly the same thing or something, like, very similar. Oh. And they never received this criticism. And because Molly May is obviously, like, a young woman from a reality TV show yeah. background, that obviously then I think... Mm. I think people love to hate like yeah people from like especially i think young pretty women from reality tv shows and like are just like oh she's you know ungrateful whatever so i think there's like nuances as well to i don't know but then also she has offended like a lot of people as well i think that are genuinely like oh it's just yeah such a hard topic i think she did put a she did say i don't mm, i don't know if she made a video with an apology but she did post like a story apologizing to what she said yeah Um, but you know I don't know. You can always offend people in the world without even trying to. So Yeah, that's so true. I honestly have no idea how I got onto this tangent. Completely irrelevant <laughs> to your life, baby. I, I do apologize. I think it's because it's I asked about um, if... Uh, oh, like online hate. Yeah. Online. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, this is just the epitome of, of this podcast. I remember in like one episode, I went on like a, a tangent about... Oh, I think we talked about like Hoovers Hoover. for like five minutes or something. <laughs> oh it's just classic macho diaries um but i had another question on like the flip side of criticism have you like can you think of any best pieces of advice that maybe you've been given from i don't know maybe artists or like friends that you know that have inspired you or teachers at uni that have kind of i don't know helped progress you and that like you you feel like you'd want to share with other people who are creative i think from like um like one of my kind of close like Instagram friends is Katie grief mother who makes the best like collage art honestly she's amazing and she (laughs) um said to me like I mean we talk every now and then and she said that like it's so important to just anything you make like comes from like who like who you are and like I mean my some some of my close friends as well as kind of said the same thing like it's so important to just make continue to make from the heart and completely and it means hard to kind of ignore anything else that's going on around you but if you can really kind of get in your own zone and realize like everything you're making you have to make it feel like you that's the only way that you will then kind of reach a point where you can grow and yeah really find how you can 
speak through your art. Yeah. I mean, yeah, and I was talking to her about when I was feeling a bit like, oh, I need to do this because I've this is my style now and like this is what people followed me for. And she was like, no, just do what you want to do because that's your art. Like, it's your art and don't worry about however the algorithm is pushing it and things like that. I think that's amazing. I like that advice a lot. I think that's helpful and like also not only in visual art but like anything you do I guess it's just like as long as you put like your own heart and authentic voice behind it yeah it's really hard though like I even now I'm just like I can't (laughs) I can't do it (laughs) Hmm. it's something that like it will come every now and then like it's you know it's not something that always stays with you it's very kind of luck Hmm. if you can get into that zone a little bubble yeah yeah, I can Im- I can imagine it's also hard when you're like 19 and you're still figuring out who you are. Yeah. So how are you supposed to put that into your art when you're still? But I yeah. guess you could also maybe maybe the fact that you don't know who you are can be shown through your yeah. art as well. Like I feel like there's so many different avenues of like mm. you can show the process of you you know growing yeah. through your art as well. I, I think, think really yeah, like when I look back through my art from the past year or two years however long it's been I can see like oh yeah I posted this when I was feeling this way and like little things that happened going through you can see all of that but obviously that's only like relatable for me I think that's really lovely like I think that's really beautiful though because I feel like then it's almost like even though you post your art for people to see and enjoy and also relate to I guess as an extent to which the art is still like personal to you and you know you're making it just for for you to an extent (laughs) so we've got like three final questions that we'd love to ask you Kari you can kick it off with the first one okay so the first question we want to ask you um is is there any advice like if, if there's one piece of advice you would give to another person that wants to pursue creativity as as their like passion and like they want to become an art an artist what's that like one thing that you tell them Mm. always having something you can rely on for inspiration or something that really like feeds you creatively because that way you're always gonna kind of have that hunger to create and um that will kind of take you where you want to go um i think having the inspiration and kind of want to actually make things is a big factor but is it like the very start of the process um yeah I think that's really important to have that's so interesting I love that I'm sorry I know I said last final questions but where do you feel like that hunger comes for you like that like hunger to create I think because I've always been like in the creative arts like I when I grew up I did like music and ballet and things like that as well I've had a lot of um, creative creativity kind of around me um, and I think I look to those other forms of art to feed my like visual art. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's where it comes from like in particular like music is the biggest thing I think. I love that. Is that like specific music you listen to or like that you're supposed to especially inspired by i have a little playlist which is like my drawing playlist (laughs) and it's like it's all um a lot of it is like achiko ayoba who's she's a japanese folk artist all of the music on there is very kind of like 
almost mystical. I don't know how to describe Ooh. it, but it's all like flowy. Mm. Oh, and I have like, a listen. It's yeah, so, share it with us. Oh my gosh, yes, I will. <laughs> Yay! But they all have the same vibe, and I think that's why, like, I listen to it, and then that kind of feeds into and like helps me create that vibe in my art as well. So cute. Mm. I feel like I can like visualize you like listening to this music and then doing it, <laughs> <laughs> creating. But okay, now actually, almost <laughs> final question. Um, we wanted to ask you. This is something that we started like asking all our guests. What is something that your younger self would be proud of you now for? I think having having the discipline to force myself to paint and make even when I did not want to because I used to when I was younger I used to just be like I'm not doing it Mm -hmm. um but that was why I wasn't that's why I was bad (laughs) because I just didn't care (laughs) um but I was always like oh like I should I should whereas now I think because I know that I'm doing it as my degree and things, I have to improve. So I have that, um, I do discipline myself to <laughs> make an effort. Yeah. Yeah. Like you've had a mindset shift as well. Yeah. That's amazing. And if you could say one thing to your younger self, what would you say? Maybe like study anatomy, <laughs> please. <laughs> please. <laughs> it's so hard. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> oh, that's so good. Okay. Well, that was all of the questions. I mean, I feel like we've asked you bazillion Rambled. questions, but it's been very interesting to talk to you. Thank you so much for coming on our podcast and taking the time. It's okay. We really appreciate Thank it. Thank you for and inviting me. Yeah, of course. <laughs> no worries. I feel like I... We... we uh, yeah. Yeah, sorry. I was going to say we love like everything that you post. Yeah. And, um, Leah was like, we need her to create <laughs> our l- new logo. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> if you're interested in in a new commission for a green podcast logo green yes yeah yeah you're even wearing green right now yeah. you're more macho than we are yeah you're so on brand i love it <laughs> <laughs> the perfect matcha podcast guest <laughs> but yeah thank you so much and oh do you want to just like i know that you've said your your name at the very beginning but do you just want to plug it again at the end so that people can find you my instagram is a uol.art where you can have a look at all of my art <laughs> amazing yeah and you've got like a link to like your etsy shop and stuff in your bio as well mm-hmm. don't you yeah so yeah thank you very much amazing thank you so and much. thank you we hope you all enjoyed the episode bye